Good evening. Welcome to our East Wind Pentecostal Church broadcast tonight. I'm so glad that you have joined us on this Saturday. We're so looking forward to everybody coming together tomorrow morning at the East Wind Pentecostal Church campus as we gather for Palm Sunday in the parking lot. Make sure you come down. You're a part of this service. We're going to have a great time. One service at 10 a.m. One service at 10 a.m. in the morning in the Palm Bay campus of East Wind Pentecostal. You're going to be blessed. But before we get to that point, I want to introduce to you one of my favorite speakers, Sister Amy Myers. What a tremendous blessing that she is to our East Wind family. And she's going to be speaking tonight. And I know that you're going to be blessed. And we are just so excited for this opportunity to just gather our families together and to have church tonight. But let's start out in prayer. Would you bow your heads and pray with me? Lord, we're so thankful for your presence, thankful for your spirit. We're thankful for all of our families and homes, Lord, that you have given us here at East Wind Pentecostal Church. Thankful for all of our moms, all the ladies that work so hard and just caring for one another. And Lord, we just pray your anointing be upon us right now as we receive this word from Sister Amy Myers. Let your spirit just fill every home. And Lord, as we meet together tomorrow morning on that campus at East Wind Pentecostal, I just pray, Lord, as we receive communion together, that your hand would be upon our family, be upon our church, as we glorify you in all things. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. God bless you. Enjoy the ministry of Sister Amy Myers. Welcome, East Wind family and friends from all over. It's so wonderful to be with you tonight and to share with you a few things that are on my heart and my mind. And, and I are so excited. I miss you all so very much. I miss seeing your warm, smiling faces here at East Wind. And I know it's just going to be a matter of time before we're all together again, worshiping and praising God. And I just, I can't wait for that day to happen. Pastor and I are so thrilled to hear all of the great reports that are coming in, the miracles and the things that are happening in your homes and in your lives. Please share with us. Please let us know what's happening, what God is doing through, through you, uh, and what's happening to you through this revival here at East Wind. When all of this started happening and, and the threat of coronavirus was slowly creeping up on the doorstep of America, I immediately in my spirit came to me about how I as a mother and a keeper of my home needed to plead the blood of Jesus like never before about applying the blood, spiritually speaking, upon the doorposts of my home and, and doing just as the Israelites were commanded to do physically. They sought protection and covering under the blood. I recall a special memory of the boys when they were small. We were walking back to our car from a restaurant or a, I believe it was a grocery store and, and it was very hot, it was very humid and the sun was bearing down on us and I'm digging through my purse looking for my keys. I'm trying to keep them close by and watching out for cars and juggling it all and I noticed the boys were walking close beside me. It seemed like their little legs just stretched out as far as they could to keep up with my hurried pace. Luke looks up at me and says, Mom, I'm walking in your shadow. They were. They were in my shadow. It was a cool, safe place for them to walk. They've become so tall now. I'm walking in their shadow. 
But that little moment I treasure so much. Them walking by my side. But being in my shadow, it gave them protection. Protection from the heat of that day. This reminds me of a scripture. Psalms chapter 91. Let's take a look at verse 1. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I want to talk to you tonight about safety of his shadow. The safety of his shadow. Psalms chapter 91 bursts with assurance about the protection of God. It's even considered a soldier's prayer. It's often prayed by soldiers before marching into battle. Psalms 91 is also known as the Psalms of Protection. We may not always see it. We may not always feel it. At times, might forget it's even there. Maybe even wonder, is he even there? Has he left us? Has he forgotten us? Left us to fend for ourselves in the heat of the situation? I want to remind you, to encourage you today, that his protection is very, very real. He loves us, and he hasn't forgotten about us. He hasn't ignored us, and he can't do that. If we belong to him, if we are in Christ, he loves us, and he will never leave us on our own. This year, our Bible quizzers memorized out of the book of Psalms, the Psalms of David, And I believe that this was by no accident, that this was very ordained of God. Let's look again at that Psalms 91.1. Is it any coincidence? I think not, that those numbers are 911. When do we use 911? We use it when there's an emergency, when there's a situation, when we need assistance, when we're facing troubles. We call 911. God is there. He's there for us to take refuge in. He is our safe place. Have you ever happened to play the game of hide and seek? Maybe it's been a long time ago or very recently with your children or grandchildren. I know under these circumstances that we're in, uh, our family has been playing a lot more uh, board games and card games. And it's probably been my favorite thing about this whole circumstance is that we are spending more time together, being together. But in the game of hide-and-seek, there's a base, a safe place that you can find. And I just want to let you know that you have that in God. He is our safe place. Psalms chapter 91 is filled with words of imagery like dwell, shelter, refuge, fortress, shield, deliverer, satisfy. For example, the word dwell. It's used in this verse actually means to take up a residence in. He's reminding us to dwell in his presence, to make it a permanent place of living. We also see the word shelter used. It's used, I thought, maybe immediately of the phrase that we've heard heard over and over, shelter in place. That might be the theme phrase of 2020, shelter. 
shelter in place. But that word shelter literally is a place of covering. The King James Version translates it to the secret place. That is the place of protection where the destroyer knows nothing about it and his attack will be fruitless. In World War II, it was common for those in Europe to have bomb shelters. When the enemy aircraft would begin to attack and air raid sirens would screech through the, through the night and the civilians would race to their bomb shelters for protection, they were often made out of steel or iron, which was buried deep into the ground. They were generally quite small, just for that family to fit into. And it was very, very crowded, but they would stay in there and they would wait. And they waited for that attack to subside. And while they were down deep in the ground, they were safe. They were safe from the bombs that were being dropped overhead all around them. But that's the picture that's used here. Those who dwell in God's shelter will remain in safety, unable to be touched by the dangers around them. God's word says that if we do that, if we find rest in his shadow, the shadow of the almighty, shadows are a definition of a place of protection, a covering, providing relief, relief from the heat, relief from the battle. This is a great reminder for us all, especially now with these times of pressure and stress that we're facing and all of a sudden it'll come waffling up into your face like a stifling hot Florida summer. Yet God whispers to us, walk in my shadow. His shadow is where we find confidence In his shadow is where we find rest. In his shadow is where we find peace. In his shadow, the intensity of the heat of the situation that we are facing will will diminish. Rest comes. Peace comes. Assurance that our God is in control. At this time of a global pandemic with the coronavirus, this Psalms 91 shouts to us of God's power, his presence, and his protection against fear. Amen. These verses are described as a covering for his people. Here we find God's comfort. Here, under his wing, the covering of security amidst this world's uncertainties and sufferings. I want us to take a look at the end of this chapter. When we examine, we find seven promises from God. And I would like to share those promises with you tonight. Let's look at them together. Let's begin in Psalms chapter 91, verse 14. Here we find the first promise of God. God promises to rescue us. He will deliver us. Psalms 91:14 says, "Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him." In the desperation of a need to be delivered, I'm reminded of Daniel and his need for deliverance from those lions. How we find in King, first in the, where the king shouted to Daniel when he was down in that dark, 
damp den of, filled with those lions. That king shouted down to him in Daniel chapter 6, verse 16. He said, may your God, whom you serve continually, rescue you. Hallelujah. Are you in a situation today? Are you in a circumstance that you need rescuing from? All you have to do is just lift your hands and ask Jesus and he will rescue you. You can ask him, Lord, I need you to rescue me. I need you in my relationships. I need you in my financial situation. I need you to rescue me in this health issue I'm facing. Anything that you need, God will rescue you, but you have to ask. It is vital to understand That in any rescue operation, the rescuer gets to determine the means and the method of the rescue. You don't get to determine how you're saved. It's not up to you. It's up to your Savior. And Jesus says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John 14, 16. Jesus doesn't say he's a good way or the nicest way or even the best way. He says, I'm it. That's it. No, no backup plan. No plan B. There's no exception. I'm it. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. So if you're going to be saved, if you're going to be rescued from that situation, if you need to be delivered from that circumstance, you have to have your sins forgiven. You need to be baptized in his name. You must receive his spirit. That's the only way. And it's the only person that you can call on for that to happen. It's Jesus. That's the name. That is your in case of emergency contact. The name of Jesus. I'm so thankful that I know that rescuer. I know that his name is Jesus. Amen. You see, my friends, all those around us, they know that we serve a God who will rescue you in any circumstance. He is our deliverer. And that's why, my friends, you're hearing from loved ones. You're hearing from friends, from co-workers who are reaching out to you, asking for prayer, asking, please have your church pray for my family. Please have your church pray for my sick loved ones. You know why? Because they know you worship a God who will rescue you in a time of trouble. Amen. The second promise that we find is in Psalms 91, 14. And God promises he's going to protect us. He will set us on a high place. He says, I will set him up on high because he has known my name. He promises us. He promises us to set us on high. This scripture personally invokes a powerful story of Esther and how God protected her and how he set her up on a throne, a high place to speak. Esther chapter 2 verse 17 says, Now the king was attracted to Esther more than any of the other women and she won his favor and approval more than any other virgins. So he set a royal crown on her head and made her queen instead of Vashti. Not only 
will God promote you like Esther, but he will give you the grace to handle that promotion. Psalms chapter 18 verse 33 says, He maketh my feet like hinds feet and setteth me upon my high places. Have you ever wondered what a hinds is? What is a hind? It's a female deer. What is so unique is that she has the ability to place her back feet exactly in the space where her front feet were. Not one step off, not one inch off. So in times of danger, she is able to run securely and gracefully and not get off track. The hind is able to scale unusually difficult terrain and elude all predators. Our hope for you, my friend, is that through this revival, through the east wind word and worship, that our prayer for you is that you would run, you would find the fullest measure of joy in the Lord, and regardless of your circumstances, we believe that through these services, you will become better equipped to overcome the obstacles that you face by giving you the tools that you need to enable you, my friend, my friends at Eastwind, to experience the spiritual hinds feet. Now let's look at the third promise that God has given us in chapter 91 of Psalms. God promises he will answer us. He will respond to us. Psalms 91.15 says, He shall call upon me and I will answer him. We see an example of God answering a cry is in 1 Kings Chapter 17, verse 20 and 22. It's when the widow's son becomes very sick and dies. And Elijah, he tells the widow to give me your child. And he takes the the son up to the room and lays him on the bed. And here we find Elijah in verse 20. He cries out to the Lord and he says, Oh my God, have you brought such a tragedy upon the widow whom I lodge, by killing her son. Verse 21 says, And he stretched himself out on the child three times, and he cried out to the Lord, Oh my God, I pray, let this child's soul come back to him. And the Lord heard Elijah's voice, and the soul of the child came back to him, and and he revived. When our boys were just toddlers, I I quickly realized why the need for a middle name. It's so they know that when you call them and you use that middle name, mama means business. If I just call them using their first name, Gregory, Luke, I may get a response. I may not. It's a little slow. But if I say Gregory David, Luke Ellis, Sophia Amy... They come running. That is such a powerful lesson there. I'm so thankful that if we need him, all we have to do is just speak the name of Jesus and he comes. We just call out on his name and he is right there. 
Isn't that wonderful, my friends? There's, there's no talk because God doesn't, it, 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 he just, you just speak his name. And it would be contrary to his character because he is total truth. He, he's going to be there. It's, it, notice when God says, all you have to do is do your part and I'll do my part. You call, he'll answer. You cry out to him, he responds. That's it. All you have to do is you call on the name of the Lord and you say the name of Jesus and he is right there with you, my friend. Second Chronicles 7:14 says, "If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, and I will hear from heaven." And I will forgive their sin and heal their land. When we call on him, he will hear us. The fourth promise we find is that God promises to be with us in times of trouble. Psalms 91, 15, at the conclusion of that verse, he says, I will answer him and I will be with him in trouble. I remember a visit to Israel that we had a few years ago and we were on a boat out in the middle of the Sea of Galilee, and they drove us out. We you know, went out on the boat, and we're sitting out there. They cut the engines, and we're just worshiping and singing together, and, and there was just such a peace that you felt. And I'm just so thankful that that promise that he has for us, when we are in a time of trouble, he can speak peace to your storm just like he did on that stormy night on the sea of galilee he has promised you and i that he is with us and that in him we will find peace in him we will find safety and that is the peace that he spoke on the sea that day and that is still there for you and i my friend he is our peace speaker amen the fifth promise we find is in psalms chapter 91 and it's the promise to honor psalms 91 15 says he shall call upon me i will answer him i will be with him in trouble and i will deliver him and honor him we have an example of honor through david and saul as david was saul's armor bearer first samuel chapter 16 Verses 21 and 22 says, And David came to Saul and stood before him and loved him greatly. And he became his armor bearer. And Saul sent to Jesse saying, Let David, I pray, stand before me, for he hath found favor in my sight. David found favor in Saul's sight. God honored David because David honored Saul. Even when Saul was throwing spears at David's head, he still honored him. Even when Saul was hunting David down, David had every opportunity to kill Saul, but he still honored him. When you honor your elders, when you honor your leaders, God honors you. Honor flows up and you must be an armor bearer before you can be a king. The sixth promise that we find in Psalms chapter 91, verse 16 says, God promises us with long life. I will satisfy to give us abundance for the journey. He says, with long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. 
Matthew chapter 5 verse 6 says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. The secret to satisfaction we find is in Psalms chapter 37 verse 4. Delight yourself in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. We experience the satisfying, that satisfaction in life by looking to Jesus and recognizing what our real hunger is. We, made, we, we need to make sure that we're eating healthy, spiritually speaking, that we understand that he is the bread of life and that to hunger and to thirst after him and to stop eating junk food, spiritually speaking, which is desiring things that this world would want and desiring things of this world and to start looking to Christ for our true satisfaction. He's trying to tell us that that we need him and that we can't do anything without him. We've seen here lately through all of the uh, coronavirus and, and the things, the results of the of humanity and the effect that it has when they think they need something. They need toilet paper. They need hand sanitizer. They have a need, right? But Jesus wants to reveal and and to let us remind us that he is our Jehovah Jireh. He is our provider. This was first revealed to us when Abraham and Isaac were making that long trek up Mount Moriah. And the Lord provided that ram in the thicket. And that saved the life of Isaac. And Abraham offers up that ram. And he proclaims there, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord has provided. Great things about God is that he provides even when we didn't realize that we needed it. I was sharing with my dad something unexpectedly that the Lord had done in, in our lives. And he said to me something that it was just very powerful. He said, um, it seems to me, Amy, that God answered a prayer that you didn't know needed praying. And that statement was just so, so powerful. And I began to thank God and, and, and think, you know, Lord, what a wonderful God you are. That you provide for us. You supply our needs. Even when we didn't realize we needed it. When we stay there under his shadow. When we stay there under his covering. We are going to be taken care of. We're going to be provided for. And I'm so thankful today that you get to know that he is your Jehovah Jireh. That he is going to provide for you. The seventh and last promise that we find here in Psalms chapter 91 is that God promises to show us salvation and to let us see the deliverance and victory. Psalms chapter 91, 16 says, With long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Aren't you thankful today for the promise of salvation and how it's available to us and to our children, and to all those that are afar off, as we're reminded in Acts chapter 2. Please, don't ever doubt that God's not working on your behalf. He's working on the behalf of those who love Him, who honor His name, and He is so good to us. We may never fully know this side of heaven, how or what He has sheltered us from in this life. 
I want to remind you that no coronavirus can come between us and God's plans. Amen. For as the church, being able to glorify God with our lives is the ultimate hope and the dream of this life. My, my prayer for you today is that you will know that we as the church will fulfill his will. It can't be disrupted. It can't be canceled by a virus or a change of venue, whether it's helping the elderly, getting supplies that they need, or volunteering here at Hands for Healing and passing out food, or whether it's teaching a home Bible study by FaceTime, whatever it may be. Let's not let this time pass us by. Let's be the church. Let's reach out. Let's witness and let those know that are hurting and that are hungry, that we have an answer for them, that they can find shelter under his covering. It has been said that Psalms chapter 91 is the Old Testament equivalent of Romans chapter 8 verse 28. And we know that those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. God is actively working in the lives of those that love him. God is actively working in the lives of his people and those of whom he is called. My friends, today you can trust him and know that all comes our way is through the hand of God. We can trust him because he is sovereignly working all things, which is what Romans 8 is all about. But remember, Romans chapter 8 does have conditions. God calls all things to work together for good. For those who love God and those who are called. If Psalms 91, we find the promises of life to come. We find the divine purpose of this life. The purpose is to shade and to shelter and to satisfy us. And there is safety in his shadow. He will cover us in this time of crisis. I love you, my East Wind family. I'm so thankful for this opportunity to share with you these promises of God here that we find in Psalms 91. And I look forward to worshiping with you very soon. We love you all and we're praying for you all. God bless in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord, everyone. I want to thank you for joining us here at East Wind Pentecostal Church. 
And we want you to know that if you'd like to be baptized in Jesus' name, we can do that for you today. We can do it here at the church. We have a baptismal here at the church. We'll even come to your home if you have a swimming pool. We can baptize you in your swimming pool. It's that important for us to help you to be baptized in Jesus' name. We also want you to know that if you'd like to learn more about the Word of God, more about the Bible, that we have experienced teachers that can come to your home, teach you a home Bible study. We can even do a video chat. Whatever works for you, we want you to know that we're here for you. Also, very important, if you need prayer, we have prayer teams that can come to your house, pray for you at your home, or you can even send in your prayer request here to the church. We just want you to know that we're here for you and that we want to do anything that we can to help you in these trying times with your walk with the Lord. You can visit us at www.eastwind.church and our phone number is 321-723-2030.